0: So let's move on to Andrew Jackson. Um, This school is getting a boundary change and a program change. Can you explain kind of the thought behind that? Sure. So the, the final recommendation is to phase in
1: uh, a dedicated magnet approach for Andrew Jackson with next year's ninth graders. So so the boundary change um, in his final proposal for Andrew Jackson uh, will only be linked to next year's ninth grade uh, class. Uh, the 10th and the current 10th, 11th and 12th graders would not be affected by a boundary change. And the boundary change would shift students from Andrew Jackson to either Rebalt or Reigns. And the program change um, beginning at the ninth grade level would be the incorporation of a dedicated magnet focused on a number of different programs, including coding, information technology, cybersecurity, and um, sports medicine, uh, marketing, and broadcasting.
2: And so, what's the difference between your final re- recommendation and what the working group discussed?
1: Yeah, this is one of the better examples of a working group that challenged my original ideas and I think made them even better. Um, So my original recommendation was that beginning with next year's ninth grade group, you'd have a dedicated magnet focused on robotics and, and, um, and genetics. Um, and so, the working group rejected um, not only the, the dedicated magnet concept, but the programs. Um, their concern was that uh, Andrew Jackson uh, would be converted to a dedicated magnet and move down the pathway similar to Stan and Paxson, and um, that it would no longer be a school that's accessible to the neighborhood. Um, or to students that do not think of themselves as being advanced academic type of students. And so um, their programs, I think, is th- offer a good balance between attempting to attract students from outside the boundary and retaining students within the boundary. Um, so specifically, uh, their recommendation was to um, focus on information technology, Um, and sports medicine, uh, sports marketing, um, and sports broadcasting. Um, That was their focus. And so uh, when I went to the board and explained what the working group's recommendation was, um, the board felt that um, coding would be a stronger program because of the continuity with Kirby Smith, uh, which is right down the street from Andrew Jackson. Um, and then I incorporated the cybersecurity component because cybersecurity is currently at the school uh, with a, a, a dual um, enrollment um, uh, early college program with FSCJ and Vistacon. I'm sorry, with um, City. And um, Florida Blue, um, so we wanted to retain that program, but also create that continuity with Kirby through uh, coding, um, and then just make the um,
0: the information technology uh, more um, enhanced. So, what will happen to the students who are currently at Andrew Jackson? So the students currently at
1: Andrew Jackson will remain at uh, Andrew Jackson and hopefully remain there. They always have the option of going to another school, hopefully a Duval County public school. Um, But the programs will stay intact at the school. Um, And our vision is that the uh, rising 10th graders, rising 11th and 12th graders will remain at the school. Um, And... um, that the ninth graders coming in will be part of the, the, the new school focus. There's also an opportunity, for example, for 10th graders and even possibly 11th graders to access the new programs that will be coming in. Um, but ultimately, no change for those students that are currently at the school um, for su- subsequent years. So they'll be able to graduate from the Andrew Jackson high school that they um, entered as ninth graders.
2: So, why make the school a dedicated magnet instead of just adding these programs?
1: It's been a uh, that's been a frequent question and an ongoing one. Um, and the rationale behind the change is multiple. Um, one, Uh, it will be very difficult to recruit students outside of the boundary without it um, moving to a dedicated magnet. Um, Whether we agree or disagree, the overall culture in Duval County Public Schools and in Jacksonville is that the dedicated magnet connotation or uh, identification um, is more attractive um, to high-demand parents um, and parents in general. And And again, whether we like or dislike that, that's a reality. Uh, The other reality is that Andrew Jackson does not have the greatest reputation um, within the community and outside. So if you are going to recruit um, students from the outside of the boundary um, and even within, because I think part of this reality is that... We have more students opting out of Andrew Jackson than opting in. So this isn't just a conversation about attracting students from outside the boundary. It's really to also bring back students that are within the boundary. And I think that only happens with the dedicated magnet status. Um, The other reality in all of this is state sanctions. Um, the state will want to see that the school is is structurally different, um, not only programmatically different, but also the boundaries are different. And so we're not facing immediate state sanctions with Andrew Jackson, um, but if the school is to slip um, to an F, Um, uh, and even to a D, then we will uh, start the process of of what the community knows very well of as the intervene process all over again. And I am trying to get ahead of that in a proactive, visionary way so we're not in a corner again uh, as the community felt it was years ago, not years ago, only five years ago regarding
0: the intervene status. So with these changes, what happens to the current programs going on at Andrew Jackson? So they remain. The T C
1: program, obviously the cybersecurity program, which is part of the new uh, design. Um, Anything that the students are a part of programmatically remains at the school because that's the right thing to do for the students that are currently there that have nothing to do with why we're making this change.
2: Will there be continuity from Kirby Smith Middle School to Andrew Jackson High School?
1: Yes. um, um, Focused on the coding program. Um, uh, Specifically, there is coding offered at um, Kirby Smith right now. Uh, It's unique in its offering of coding, and that's something that we want to build into the high school um, uh, aspect of Andrew Jackson. Uh, what's interesting is that Kirby Smith has been very successful in recruiting neighborhood students and students from outside the boundary, and in, in a neighborhood that can be perceived as unsafe. Um, whether that's true or not, that's the perception. And so, if Kirby Smith can do it, then I think Andrew Jackson can do it. It just needs a um, a, a a refresh, if you will, or a redesign regarding a marketing. Um, its marketing and its design programmatically, releasing the boundaries and creating a dedicated mapping similar to Kirby Smith, I think long-term, we can see the same success that we're seeing at Kirby Smith and Andrew Jackson with that kind of
0: programmatic and boundary change. With the boundary change and the program change, what is the overall goal? What is your primary goal for Andrew Jackson?
1: So the the primary goal is to create a viable, um, exciting destination for students in the boundary. Um, and outside of the boundary um to offer um a fresh set of programs that are unique to andrew jackson um and I think that's important for Andrew Jackson and the legacy history of Andrew Jackson. I think it's also important for that community um that is that is that is in a revitalization process um, and need stronger schools in order to, to, to move in that direction. I think it's also important countywide to offer new and different programs and continue to be competitive with charter schools and other choice options, um, and, and it, it offers the opportunity to create a great balance between um, students that are different from one another socioeconomically Racially and ethnically, uh, I think you see that at Kirby, and I think that can be built with Andrew Jackson because of the richness and uniqueness
0: of the programs that are being offered at the school. You mentioned this uniqueness of the program, and I asked this question in the last section of the podcast about the teachers. What happens to the teachers that are there now, and how do you recruit the specialized uh, teachers that are you know are part of this unique program? So, um, specifically, Andrew Jackson is a
1: QEA school, so we do have teachers that are incentivized through QEA at Andrew Jackson. We would want them to stay at Andrew Jackson. But if, for whatever reason, they didn't feel like it was the right fit for them because of the program redesign, then we would want them to transfer to another QEA school to continue to be eligible and and receive the QEA incentive. if teachers outside of receiving the QEA incentive uh, want to relocate, then they would be empowered to do that. Um, we're hoping to be more selective with teachers, especially with the programs that will be offered at the school. Um, but again, based on the collective bargaining agreement, no teacher will be unemployed or lose their, their job because of the program redesign. The collective bargaining agreement is very clear that based on seniority and obviously the teachers, even that are in the year one, One have seniority over any new teacher that would be hired. And we have plenty of uh, available positions across the district. So they would just go to another school if they didn't feel like Andrew Jackson was the right fit or we didn't feel like Andrew Jackson was the right fit for them.
2: So you named the different programs that are being recommended for Andrew Jackson High School. Explain what they are and why you want them at Andrew Jackson High School.
1: So the so the uh, the programs that are offered um, really come from the uh, feedback of the working group, uh, and I think that's what at the highest level makes the the working group such an a powerful pr- uh, process because you're really hearing um, from stakeholders about what's working, what's not, and this working group I think did a good job of of answering the question if not this, then what, um, and so. Um, the coding program starts with creating continuity with Kirby Smith, um, and that came more from the school board um, with wanting to create continuity with Kirby and creating that uniqueness um, also with the obvious with the clear focus on stem and and the growing industry need for um, employees that have the coding background. Um, So I think that will be important for our students to be exposed to that for jobs into the future. Um, and again, very unique because it'll be the only program with coding at the high school level, um, and that would be at Andrew Jackson with this redesign. Uh, The information technology program, we have information technology throughout the district at every high school. What will make this information technology program different is a connection with FSCJ, um, with creating a dual enrollment opportunity. So as students move into their junior and senior year, they're accumulating college credits specifically linked to um to technology um and, and earning the possibility of higher levels of um, industry certification um similar to what we're seeing at schools like Sandalwood. Uh, with their IT program, and it would bring a unique IT program to the urban core, which is lacking right now with high-level certification. And, and what the exciting um, um, aspect of the IT program is not only uh, the uh, opportunity to earn college credits and industry certification, um, but the internship program that will exist with the school district. So the school district is in high need of um, uh, technicians um, in technology. And so we often hire individuals and then they they build their capacity and they go to work in the private sector. And so what we want to do is create a pipeline um, between our high school, Andrew Jackson in particular, and the school district. So starting in the summer. Um, with next year's ninth graders there will be internship opportunities um, uh, and that will grow into the 10th grade 11th and 12th grade year culminating with possible internships in the summer of employment and job opportunities at the end of the senior year that was important not only because I think students are certainly more interested in technology than they've ever been before and this creates a unique program at Andrew Jackson but this is the strategy to recruit and retain students from the neighborhood um So the big fear is that Andrew Jackson becomes the new Stanton or the new Paxson. Um, And certainly we want to recruit our highest uh, performing students at Andrew Jackson, but we don't want to intimidate students that are your considered average type of um, students from an academic point of view, your 2.0, 2.5, 2.8 type of students that look at a dedicated magnet and say, that's not for me. If we build the IT program the right way, you can take very bright capable, um, engaging uh, young people and they will be attracted to the program um, because of the uniqueness of the IT program. And so um, uh, it will be a balanced approach with recruiting students from Kirby Smith um, who are more used to the the dedicated magnet pathway, but also recruiting students that are considered average students academically uh, that can really be turned on intellectually and academically with the right kind of program. Then, then we have the cybersecurity program, which is currently at Andrew Jackson, and so we're just continuing to build off of that, which is an early college program and um, with internship opportunities with City and uh, Florida Blue, and then lastly, um, and also exciting, is the sports medicine. Uh, marketing and broadcasting program um, so in Miami uh, there's a there's a school by the name of slam uh, which is um, a charter school that is funded by pitbull the um, the entertainer and um, we have an opportunity to replicate that program here in Jacksonville and uh, we know that there's a high demand for athletic trainers not only throughout Jacksonville but in our high schools in particular so there are there will be opportunities Opportunities to to um, gain college credits, and also have internships at our high schools and even colleges for athletic trainers, and then also adding sports marketing um, and broadcasting, which is which is I think is self-explanatory, but connected to that uh, that sports theme, which a lot of our students are excited about and interested, especially from the Andrew Jackson feeder pattern. So again, another program that is unique, a destination type program that can attract students from the Jackson boundary to go to Jackson, either remain because they were going to go there, or to rethink going to another school other than Andrew Jackson. We are not doing a good job of, of offering the programming that will lead students to go to Andrew Jackson from the neighborhood. And I think these set of changes does that, uh, while also um, offering um, the opportunity to recruit students outside of the boundary, which would just realistically speaking cannot happen without it becoming a dedicated magnet. Um, the perception will not be able to be overcome by neighborhood parents and um, non neighborhood parents because of, unfortunately,
0: the negativity um, that's associated with Andrew Jackson. So as we wrap this up, I wanted to ask you one last question, more from a personal standpoint. How have you found this process going along between your talks with the different groups, just on, on a whole? I, well, I think I think in many ways um,
1: this process has defined the transformation that's happening in Duval County Public Schools um, in that we are having some real challenging conversations about aspects that have floated around for years in Jacksonville. When we look at low enrollment, when we look at students and parents leaving boundary schools, when you look at low performance. um, um, And so it's been exciting to see the capacity being built, the awareness um, being built about these challenges. But it's also exciting to see people's evolution of thinking around these issues, and most importantly, that we're even having the conversation. Um, and I, because I think everyone would agree, in whatever neighborhood you're in, the, the challenges that we've been able to address through this process have been the same challenges that people have talked about for years at the kitchen um, table, um, that have been uh, discussed um, wherever you go, educator, non-educator, parent in this public school system, parent outside of the public school system. Um, and and so it's challenging to have the conversation, but we're all growing because of it. And I think that it has been empowering for the community, or at least those stakeholders that have been involved, to be part of the solution, um, to not only complain about things, but actually be part of a process to say, we do realize things have to be different, and 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 things have to change, and we recognize that. And this is the solution to that problem of the strategy, and one that may have started with my thinking or my staff's thinking, but it has evolved to one that is more comprehensive, um, and authentic and organic because it has evolved from the community, and um, and hopefully when we we will. What we're talking about now is transformational, but what will really be transformational is seeing the impact of these new programs in schools in years to come and and the ability to keep schools um, that are owned by taxpayers, and I will say literally owned by the community, in the community – but just programmatically different. I know that we want to stay true to some people, some organizations, some individuals want to stay true to this neighborhood boundary type of school. Mm-hmm. And for some communities that still works, um, but that doesn't work for all communities and all schools right now. And the parents in those communities and neighborhoods have already spoken with their feet and, that's, and they're going to other schools. It is time for the greater Jacksonville community to recognize, that and not close schools, not give them to the charter schools, not to give them to the private organizations or to sell it, but rethink and reimagine what those schools can be to bring people back, not only from the neighborhood, but from outside. And that's transformation. And that's exciting to be a part of that, but also to see the community begin to grapple with these issues and own and think about the right programs to bring people back. And I think in the end, we're all going to benefit from that. Um, and most importantly, children will, because a lot of these program changes are focused on early learning in STEM. Early learning, we know, is probably one of the best ways to see return on investment um, and to narrow that achievement gap that has been a, a an Achilles heel in Jacksonville, um, but also STEM, because those are, le- those are the skills, knowledge, and information uh, that those programs to the future, to jobs, to college, um, to critical thinking skills. And so I believe it can be a win-win as long as we're willing to hold each other's hands and and take a leap of faith that it is time to be innovative and different
0: when it comes to public schools. So, Dr. Vitti, thank you for spending the, the past hour shining some light on these topics. I'm, I'm sure a lot of people have heard different sides, but it's always good to have the person in charge of what's going on kind of explain you know from a from a personal standpoint but also from a just a strategic aspect of how we're going to make this work and why it's important to make it work so this has been the real talk podcast on behalf of Vicky Pierre I'm Matt Began thanks for listening